welcome to marriage talk today we have dr cory allen on the podcast the founder of sexy marriage radio and the author of the naked marriage that speaks and helps couples in their intimacy tune in for the straightforward conversation welcome to marriage talk podcast it is such a joy to have each and every one of you join one more time on this morning's conversation I'm so excited to have Dr. Cory Allen join as a guest on today's podcast. If you've not heard of him, uh, he is the founder of Sexy Marriage Radio. This is a podcast that's available all over wherever you find your podcast. And he's also an author. Uh, I've read this book by him uh, called The Naked Marriage, and they've been a big blessing as a ministry. They've been a big blessing to so many people who've uh, been listening to them and learning from them and i got to reach out to him a few months back and he said a yes uh, to joining us on this podcast dr cory thank you so much for coming uh, would you take a minute to just greet our listeners here in india and all over wherever they are tuning in from would you just say hello to absolutely. them absolutely it's a real privilege to be here priji and to just have conversations that help married people right i mean that's that's what marriage is, has its own problems that we don't talk about near enough uh, because it's mm. not a bed of roses and it's not always easy, but that also mm. doesn't mean that something's necessarily going wrong. So it's a it's fun to have conversations and get exposed to different cultures and different people, and different audiences all Very over much. this world. Thanks thanks to technology, it's a great thing. Absolutely, absolutely. We, we'd love to get to know you a little better. Uh, could you please tell us a little bit more about yourself and your family? and the work that you do at Sexy Marriage Radio. Well, sure. So by training, I'm a marriage and family therapist. Uh, and so I see clients and do coaching with people uh, in the States and all over the world. Um, I've been doing that professionally and since 2002. So coming up on 20 years. Um, wow. Have a PhD in family therapy. And then it was uh, coming up on 10 years ago is when we launched Sexy Marriage Radio. So that'll be 10 years this mm-hmm. October uh, in 2021. Amazing. And um, we ha- that's just a weekly podcast that we do uh, trying to talk about what goes on in married sex that people aren't talking about in a good value-based, God-honoring, marriage-honoring way. Um, mm. But we don't take a real religious slant we take a more health and spiritual slant to it because we want people to apply it to their values and their culture we just want to give good data and right so there's been three iterations of the show with different co-hosts that i had at the very beginning in the last three years now Mm. my wife has Mm. been my co-host and that's at at first created its own little angsts for us uh, because it was kind of a different being on the air together um Right, but having been married to this lady for 28 years uh, and wow. grown a bunch because of her and because of our relationship, um, it's a fantastic blessing just to be able to share life, share help, be a resource to people, uh, to be exposed to new audiences like yourself and your audience. Um, we have two teenagers. So that's a world in and of itself. Uh, right. Now that they drive, one drives and she takes her brother everywhere he needs to go. And they're both high schoolers. Yeah. And so life mm-hmm. is a little chaotic and crazy right now. But that's what life, that's what happens with life. <laughs> it just yeah, seasons true. come that's and true. seasons go and all of them have their own chaos. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I totally enjoy listening to the Setsi Marriage Radio podcast, and I've been listening for the last couple of years, and I've personally learned and I've been helped a lot in my own marriage. And I also recommend the same podcast to a lot of our counselees when people come to us for help. Uh, every podcast begins with this one statement that says that the best sets happens in the marriage bed. Why do you believe that? And what is the reason uh, that you would say something well, like that? First and foremost, it's because I believe there's a sacredness to sex and I believe mm. there's a biblical foundation to that. Um, so mm. I believe sex is best in a committed monogamous marriage. Um, mm. that's, that's my values. Uh, that's probably going to be a lot of your values and your audience's values too. And that's a lot of the world's values, but I also realize it's not all the world we live in. So we try mm. to take the stance of, I want to encourage marriages to last and I want to encourage marriages to have hot sex within it because research mm. also bears that out that longer term mm. relationships move beyond technique and frequency and start to taste a different level of quality because of the people right. involved. And it may not be more frequent, but what you're doing mm. is better because you're both better as people. And yeah. so I love the idea of being a proponent for long-term relationships because uh, mm. here in the West, I don't know what it's like on the other side of the world completely, but here in the West, um, Mm. marriage has has been taking a hit lately on it's right. it's cast aside pretty quickly uh at yeah, times yeah. and not that sometimes that's not warranted and i don't want to get into that kind of an argument but but it's mm-hmm. i want i want to have a value to it because i think right, i right. think there's something incredibly profound about mm. the process of a marriage relationships and sex within it that mm. there's a language going on there's a depth and a challenge and a mechanism going on in there that's it's more than just a good time and more than just an orgasm. True. It's 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 about growing up. It's about being better. It's about connecting and being intimate. And so there's a whole lot more. And that's what we try to address and deal with in a in a straightforward and honest way. Right, right. You know, sometimes we you know we think that um, the initial years in marriage are the times when we are trying to explore each other as you know, married couples. Mm-hmm. And then as time goes by, we, we tend to take a more stagnant uh, route. Like we, we tend to become a little familiar with each other and uh, not really grow more passionate in our uh, desire to grow intimate with our spouse. And that, that stagnancy uh, and that lack of intimacy can actually become a problem later on. Uh, so what would be your advice to somebody who has been married for a couple of decades and have grown very stagnant in there or they feel very stuck up uh, how can they reignite that passion that they had earlier on in marriage and how can they jumpstart their sex life so two things with this one is it's normal um there's there's a popular phrase that's thrown about about how uh, marriage is where sex goes to die and there's an element of truth in that because sex as we knew mm. it at the very beginning when there's when mm. we're filled with 
endorphins and hormones and chemicals and 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 just we're we're charged as younger right. newlyweds or younger uh, people right. even or even if you get married mm. later there's just a chargedness to a new relationship that you can't right. replicate in that same mm. relationship it's just not possible with the chemical concoction that's going on in your brain so one is yeah. recognize it's going to happen passion's yeah. going to wane stagnation and monotony is going to come in I mean, it's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. So how do you reignite it? I think is a good question, but I think the framework of we don't capture what we once had. We have to create something mm. new. And I think right. too often we as humans get caught in, well, I tasted this before. How do I put all of the right pieces in place again to make it happen again when I can't mm. because I'm a different person? I mean, right. I alluded to it at the beginning. I've been married to my wife for 28 years. We can actually say this is our fourth relationship with each other mm. <laughs> there's we can actually look wow. at markers of life together mm. that we were here mm. and then we were here and then we were here and now we're here and it's we've mm. fundamentally changed our situation and circumstances have fundamentally changed and so i can't recreate what it was in season one nor would i ever want to because yeah. i was mm. naive and had no clue <laughs> what mm. I was doing as a husband or a lover, neither did she. Mm. And so mm. I think the way you reignite that is you want to make sure you are living passionately in all areas of your life that you can, right? That whatever True. you do, you do it with all your passion. You bring your passion mm. to how you do housework. You bring your passion to how you play with kids or neighbors or do church yeah. or worship or so I think you bring your passion to life because your your relationship's not yeah. always going to be the source of that. So sometimes we have right. to bring it on. Am I alive mm-hmm. in my other areas too? And then yeah. the other is how do I pursue that aspect of my marriage? How do I honor that aspect mm-hmm. of our, of my marriage? Because I don't know what your experience has been, man. But you know we get caught up in a lot of other roles, and we just yeah, expect true. our intimate life or our sex life to just happen magically and you know i'm yeah i make the, whenever we can right, well i make the joke yeah. of we don't have sex by accident right yeah, you don't true. just trip and fall and whoa you're having sex right it just does mm, it just doesn't yeah. happen that way so true. it takes some intentionality it takes some claiming that time and that aspect of my life and it's also it takes mm. that happening before we actually have it and so it's like mm, how am i mm. working towards that aspect where i'm dating my spouse i'm pursuing my spouse. I'm mm. connecting in deeper ways. We're doing some things together that aren't just managing a household or a family mm. or a business or whatever the roles you play, but you're actually mm. doing that, that that's cultivating that aspect of your relationship. Because in yeah. our case, we're four years from kids heading off to college. And mm-hmm. in some instances, those four years can't come fast enough because I want just the time with Pam. But there's other instances mm. like, no, I want to claim all the time I can with my kids, too, while they're in this stage. Yeah, so it's yeah. just, it's figuring yeah. out how do we honor all of that while it's happening. Mm. True, true. You brought up a beautiful point where you mentioned that uh, we need to, you know, expect to grow in our passion in every areas and not just this. And that will consecutively overflow into this. And sometimes uh, a lack of physical intimacy is because of a lack of emotional intimacy in marriage mm-hmm. and when that uh, pursuit of your spouse is gone down over the ages or you, you you don't feel like wanting to spend personal time or 
getting to know your spouse a little better in this season, uh, that will automatically drive you to a place of not wanting each other physically as well. So I would like to know from your perspective, uh, what role does emotional intimacy play in leading to physical intimacy? Because sometimes we just see lack of physical intimacy as a problem, but not lack of emotional intimacy. So how is it connected and what role does it play uh, to lead to also a place of being one physically? Okay, so this is a tough one because this isn't an easy answer. Because if it was, Mm -hmm. you and I, if we could crack that code, we'd be the fastest trillionaires on the planet. Um, (laughs) But it's, it's recognizing that this is kind of the chicken or the egg right? That it's the, is it emotional intimacy that enhances and and fuels sexual intimacy? Whereas the other side could say the same thing. Sexual intimacy is what fuels emotional intimacy. Um, Right. So I think it's probably just recognizing that this, this is where I've landed lately in the the training and the work I've been doing is it's recognizing Mm -hmm. one of the pitfalls we have in a marriage is I have tremendous detail on my spouse, Mm, all the mm. good and all the bad. I have all the Mm. times where I've been a a pleasure to her and all the times where I've been a disappointment Mm. to her, (laughs) right? Mm. And so I'm having to confront the map of my wife in my own head as well Mm. as the current iteration of my wife. And sometimes Mm. those two aren't the same. And so... Right. When I set up a scenario of, hey, I want to take you to dinner, I said this to her this mm. morning, hey, what do you got Wednesday night? Let's go to dinner, right? Because mm. it looks like both kids are going to be taken care of doing other things. So it's like, we could steal a moment. Let's go have some dinner. And she mm. could read that as, oh, all you want is sex, because that could be the old mm. iteration of me. Right. While there's truth in that statement of, yeah, that can be a move mm. towards a sexual encounter, but it's also a move towards emotional encounter, and I can't control mm. how she interprets that. And so we right. get caught up in these scenarios of, well, I did this or said this or or we did this at one point, and it went horribly wrong, so therefore I can't mm. ever bring it up again rather than realizing, no, we change. So how am I continually mm. bringing up what I care about yeah. Because all of that is emotional intimacy. Because intimacy isn't just required on how does my partner respond well to it. Intimacy Mm -hmm. also means I expose me Mm -hmm. a little differently Mm -hmm. on a a want, a desire, an interest, a tweak, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it might be. That's Mm -hmm. an intimacy. It it may go horribly wrong, but I still was intimate. (laughs) And -hmm. and we don't usually think of it that way. Right, right. When we fail, especially we feel that, okay, that was not worth it. But even that failure was an attempt towards uh, emotional intimacy. It could be. And and then it becomes down to the importance of how do each of the couples uh, recover from that? Mm -hmm. You know, how do I, how do I navigate that something just happened and it didn't go well in the way I had an outcome that I was attached to, Mm -hmm. but how do I recover to still continue going forward because that's the growth process right. of marriage and that's the growth process right. that we both right. require of each other in a lot of ways. Mm. Yeah, yeah. that That's really beautiful. Uh, you know, I have uh, been following how you've built an entire community um, on SMR Nation where people can connect and people can grow together as a family, the conferences, the retreats uh, that you guys mm-hmm. do and 
Uh, how important is it uh, for us to have a community around us uh, to grow in marriage? You did mention how uh, building a community around you where you can uh, learn from each other and be vulnerable, be open is vital to your growth in, in marriage. Uh, I'd like to know why do you believe that and how can we overcome our own fears of insecurity or uh, all all the things that we do to keep ourselves in our own little cocoon right. uh, to just come out of that and just say, okay, this is who I am. I need help. We need help. And we'd love to learn from other people. Well, I think one is just like the idea of um, marriage and the importance that it is for that kind of a relationship for our own well-being because we are relational beings by design. Right. Mm. Yet we still fight against, I don't want to subject myself to someone else's tyranny because every culture across mm. the world and across time yeah. Uh, yeah. will rise up against a tyrant eventually, whether that tyrant right. is a spouse or a, a leader or a dictator mm. or even a, a, a foreign army eventually right, right. we rise up against it. But yet, yeah. when left to our own devices, we seek out a connection with people because of, this yeah, is the two yeah. life forces we live in. So right. I think it re is recognizing there is an, a tremendous value to doing this on a couple and family le level because one, I start to realize mm. I'm not abnormal or alone. Because right. when you face difficulties, difficulties in your marriage... It is so easy to think something's wrong and I'm all alone. No one else experiences mm. this. No one else has the heartache going on. And in today's society and cultures where there's an interconnectedness, but yet no connection with social media, right. mm. um, it allows us to keep connections on surface level things, but it mm. also allows us to portray whatever we want to portray. And mm. so there's an element of not, I, I feel wrong. I feel isolated. I've, and so if I can mm, live with other mm. people on various depths of levels, because I don't believe we need to be wide open, completely behind the curtain with everybody, but I do think we mm. need some that allow us to have safe places to land, to just say, right. you know what? My marriage is messed up. <laughs> and the times mm. in my life where I've done that with other people, without fail, they have either responded with, we just got out of a messed up phase or I just got out of a totally messed up phase in my life or I'm in it too. Right. Mm, and there's just wow. this bond that comes with like, okay, mm. I'm not alone in this. There's no quick fixes right. for this because marriage isn't a problem to be solved. It's something to right. be lived through and experienced. That's the same as life. Some of life's problems in, in, are not meant to be solved. They're just part of the mm. human condition in a fallen world. And I have to live through it. And Wow. So it's it's recognizing if I can see that I'm not alone in that, and this is where mm. the SMR nations come in so well for a lot of people, mm. is our willingness to talk about stuff behind closed doors that you know that goes on mm. behind. Because Pam and I pretty much live our life on the air in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. and it mm. resonates with people because they re they realize, well, hold on, he's got the same, they've got the same stuff, they've gone okay. There's nothing wrong with us, mm. you know, it, or mm. it's just, a, it's, it's, it happens. Now, what do we do about it? And mm. that gives hope and that gives us help. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Uh, you know, I, I love the way that you make uh, such a, many of these complicated topics very easy and relatable for people. 
Dr. Corey, you, you're a therapist yourself and you help families and you help uh, do sessions and counsel people. Here in India, people are very hesitant to reaching out to a therapist or a counselor, mm-hmm. especially when it is something very personal like intimacy or marriage issues that you don't really want to talk about to anybody else. Uh, could you give us a few reasons why it is helpful to find a counselor, to find a therapist, uh, even if there is no high, big problems right. in your life, but to just help you uh, to coach through some seasons of your life, how important is it uh, for you to sometimes receive help okay, well, from someone outside your marriage? Some of this is a continuation of the conversation we just had about how the fact that we don't need to go through life alone. There are resources yeah. and helps available. Um, mm. The benefit of working alongside somebody that's professional or non-biased, quote-unquote, and I'm, <laughs> I'm using right. that term relatively because mm. I have agendas too. I have biases mm-hmm. too. I can I can mm. do everything I can to keep them out of conversations with mm. people, but they're still there. But mm. the difference with with having a relationship in that through that vein versus just family members or friends is how often do we run into where I go to a family member and I share what's going on and they immediately project their issues yeah. on it and tell you what they would do rather than mm. be somebody that's an advocate for you of what you could do. Should do. Because yeah, I still yeah. believe a truly good coach or therapist, they won't tell you what to do. I don't tell people right. what to do unless there's true mm. physical danger involved. Mm. Uh, mm. I don't tell people, this is what you should do. Mm. I try to help get them a better picture of what's going on so they can make better choices about what they do. And mm. that way mm. I can maybe be an ally that's in their corner and helping mm. as best I can without here's what you should do. Here's what I would do. Or you yeah. should just leave that person. I can't believe you put up, you know, that that's where mm. I, it's my own projections. I mean, best example right, of right. this is the idea of somebody I actually read about this years ago of a guy that had stage four cancer and he had short term mm. to live. He could have, he can continue treatments and it was going to prolong his life by months maybe, but mm. he made the call of no, I'm going to go out the way I want to go out. I'm going to stop the treatments and Mm. I'm going to start traveling and I want to see people with the time I got left. And he told his family Mm. and they were appalled by it. Mm. Right there. No, you need to do this. What about this? You know, everybody's offering these things rather than realizing it's his choice. Right. And yes, it impacts them because our, our choices impact people. And so some of our reactions come from your choice impacts me. But some of it also is I have a hard time separating uh, myself from someone else's pain or struggle and not making it about myself. Um, and so mm. hopefully good therapists and good coaches can do that better <laughs> yeah. and, and yeah. be somebody that truly helps create a space for you to experience what Absolutely. life is and what struggle is Absolutely. and what it can produce. I mean, that's biblical, right? Consider it joy when we yeah. go through trials. And the reason we consider it mm. joy is I'm learning something if I get the opportunity right. to take that way. Right, right. And and it is so important to find the right coach or the right yeah. uh, counselor. Uh, sometimes you may have to do it a couple of times to get it right, but once you get a good counselor or a therapist, it, it's such a big blessing uh, over the years. And um, Dr. Corey, you've mentioned this statement on your website, which 
uh, I find it very hard to believe. I agree with it, but sometimes going through life, I find it very hard to uh, like really believe it. Uh, you mentioned that marriage is about keeping things simple. I'll just read the statement out. It says, marriage is more about becoming a better human than it is about two people being happy. And when you do keep things simple, you can experience more in marriage and life. How do you keep marriage simple? <laughs> marriage is so complicated in so many different levels. Well, and uh, and sure. in, in your advice to keep it simple uh, sometimes can be very challenging. And, and what, what would you uh, tell us on that point? So I, I have this as a framework of oftentimes we complicate things because one, we don't understand it. We don't recognize mm. there's natural things already happening that are just going to happen. I can't mm. change them. So I need to make it a little more simple to realize I cannot change my spouse. I could change mm, spouses, mm. but I can't change mm. my spouse. When So often we right. come into struggles thinking if my wife would just do it better or my husband would just get his act together, everything will be better for me. Rather than realizing, mm. no, it won't. It would just make it a little more mm. comfortable possibly, but it's not solving yeah. the issue. So keeping mm. it simple means recognize there's some stuff going on I can't change. And when I can come to grips with that, it simplifies things. Yeah. The other is keeping my life around and how all the circumstances around me simpler because then mm. I can actually experience and keep what's important important rather than let the immediate take over. And I think a mm. lot of times the human condition is when there are things going on in my life that I don't like, I just distract myself from it. And that's usually with yeah, things. Yeah or schedule mm. or mm. something, you know, I disappear on the web or in a book or in a movie or, you know, and mm. I'm just distracting myself, but every yeah. escape still means I wake up at some point to right. something to that. that's going yeah. on that I don't like. Yeah. And so mm. if I can realize pain is real, it happens. Struggle mm. is real. It happens. Mm. Uh, it's even a pre-fall condition. Struggle was Adam and Eve's plight even before the fall. Right, they had to wow. struggle to to live in a sense that they had mm. to tend the garden and and cultivate everything. It was an easier mm. struggle from all accounts. Mm. It got harder once mm. sin entered the world, but mm. it was still work was involved. And so it's just kind of right. when I can have that at you know in my mindset, I'm much better at how I deal with stuff. And so it comes down to how do I frame it. Right? How do yeah. I? We, we started as a family years ago doing month long trips for vacations mm. in the summer when they were when our kids were littler, and we mm. had a key word on every single trip. It was always the same word, and anytime we were getting ready to drive off, it was just like, "Okay, kids, remember the motto," and they would be, "Yep, be flexible," because we mm. have plans, mm. but those plans aren't always going to work. And what's gone on in right. our world with COVID the last two, year and a half? If you don't yeah. write anything in pencil, it's not a good plan yeah. right. <laughs> because yeah. it's going to change True. because there's circumstances yeah. and we realized we don't, we don't rate as well as high as we thought we did. There's other things at work yeah. that we cannot control mm. and I'm going to have to adjust and address and deal with the consequences and the fallouts, good or bad. That, that mm. is the human condition and there's nothing, mm. there's nothing we can do to mm. change that. And so the mm. simple means... I keep it in perspective better because then mm. I can experience more of what this life really is rather than I'm always yelling at the wind because it didn't go the way I wanted it. Wow. 
Wow, that's really beautiful. Uh, Dr. Corey, we'd love to know what are the different resources that are available on SMR Radio um, and everything that you put out there that our people can subscribe to and even uh, you know join. Sure. Uh, it'll definitely be a blessing to them on a long run. Sure. Well, so my home, you've already mentioned it before. It's smrnation.com. Uh, that's where mm-hmm. every episode of Sexy Marriage Radio is. Um, so we have a membership site there that you can get even additional content for the shows. Um, there's an academy that allows people yeah. even deeper access to my wife and I, more conversation, more support. Um, mm-hmm. The book I've got is there, Naked Marriage. Uh, there's some courses coming towards the end of 2021 that are called the Wanting to Be Wanted courses, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna have a series of three that'll be video content uh, that's coming out, um, and then you can also find that same spot you can find if you want to work with me or uh, want to check out you know more one-on-one kind of uh, options. Uh, all that is there, yeah. so it's I try to keep it all very simple. And in one location, mm. and that's smrnation.com. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Dr. Corey. We are really blessed to have you on this podcast, and we can't wait to uh, check out all the resources and even uh, all the content that's going to come up in the days to come. Uh, we usually end uh, this podcast with a word of prayer. So, uh, would you just take a moment to just pray for our listeners? Absolutely. Uh, if you're okay with doing that. Absolutely. God, I thank you for uh, just the opportunity to just speak about marriage uh, in a world that uh, doesn't always speak well of it. And Father, mm-hmm. I just pray for your shield of protection, your blessing in your spirit to be active and alive and vibrant in the relationships of anyone who hears this. Uh, Father, to know that you have something good and you've always been faithful and true. Uh, and just pray that we can taste and see more and more of you as we relate mm. to each other as best as we can. Uh, we thank you for your mm. grace and your mercy through your son. And it's through him that we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Hope it was a blessing to you. Do visit pastorpreji.com slash podcast to subscribe for more resources related to marriage and various topics.